0: And we're coming from a a scripture in John 4, 23 and 24. It says this, it says, But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. The Father is seeking such. God is spirit, and those who worship him, must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, if I tell you, if you like my new shoes, if, I mean, duck doesn't, okay. But, okay, you, you'll all be polite because I know you're such a polite bunch. You'll say, oh yeah, Sid, they're really smart but then <laughs> <What>? See, I'm a Darmis See, i See, are they comfortable? Bravo, they're Me really don't comfortable know. Do you want to try them out? You're <laughs> going to be fashion, haven't you, see? i I have to get... Richard to cut this out as we're recording, alright Tony? <laughs> <laughs> How it? Come on. Listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> They're called crux. Okay. an old I don't smell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've started something haven't I? But it has a purpose. Okay. Now, I know Chris likes them, and I believe him. Yeah, I do. It. Okay. Now, I'm not sure about all you. I'll guys. get prepared for the next week, Sid. Right, we'll start a crux That's it, yeah. movement. Okay. Now, but what happens is you're all polite, and you say, Well oh, except the time. They're really nice, Sid. Right, and you tell me one thing. And you really believe in something else? I mean, some of you are just absolutely telling the truth anyway, and it's just out of order. Okay, but that's another story. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to get to here is that the Bible said that God, or uh, in Samuel, God doesn't look at out with the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. Now, So the point of the matter is he is looking at our thoughts. Do you remember the scripture in Hebrews 4.12 it says, the word of God is living and active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces to dividing the soul and the spirit and it's the only thing in all creation that can. Okay, that's my little bit of paraphrase slipped in there. It pierces to dividing soul and spirit, bone and marrow, and judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. In other words, you tell me one thing because you're kind and nice, most of you, but if you're thinking any different, that's what God sees, what you really think, what you really mean. And God wants us to be able to have an understanding that when we lift our hands up and we worship him, we're not doing it because Jack and Harry are either side of me. But we're doing it because I have got an understanding about what he's done for me. And I've got to raise my hands because he loves me. I have a sense of that and because he loves me I want to give him something back not because if I do he'll love me my motive isn't to be loved by God my motive is because he already does love me in Romans 5 it says while I was still a sinner Christ died for me while I was a wretched Uninterested imbecile, full of sin, Christ died for me. Why you weren't interested? Why you've got no interest and no thought about God? Or Jesus, maybe even Jesus is a crossword like he is to most people in the world. He still loves him. He's not like a man gets offended. You be good to me and I'll be good to you. Give me a cup of sugar and I'll give you a cup of sugar back and we'll keep it so no one's in debt to no one. Well, I want to tell you, you're in debt to God and he loves you so much and there's no way you can pay him back. He loves you. God demonstrates his love. He doesn't just talk about it. He demonstrates it he does it so this is the God that we want to give attention to to think about the one who's at work within us in our very members the one who spoke the thing into being the creation that has been spoken the world were framed by the word of God, it says in Hebrews chapter 11. And that very same God, God is spirit, the Father in person is interested and got a mark and a finger on every single life in this place. And he wants us to worship him in spirit and truth. Every answer to our life He's hidden in this thing called worship our purpose and our will our desire is linked there all the things God wants to converse with us oh so you mean God wants to talk to me I speak to was it you was it Nigel sure. I know we can talk to God but he's not going to talk back us. well it's not true because God wants a conversation it's called relationship and, he, and it's, you'll hear that in worship in an attitude of worship when our hearts tuned in and we just value him we value him like we value EastEnders or Emmerdale or Star Trek and they are absolutely foolishly ridiculous in comparison to the very thing that we value what what happens when we give attention to things Chris you, uh, you give your heart to them okay but we empower them yeah we empower them I'm concentrating on the Word of God I'm studying and what happens it gets empowered well it doesn't get empowered I get empowered it's already full of life and living and active and suddenly when i was tired and i read this scripture it was just a usual run-of-the-mill black letters on white paper but now i've inputted my heart into this this thing is starting to speak to me it's incredible it never said the lap the last five times i've read it and the word didn't change my intention changed my motive changed now worship has many connotations ways to infiltrate the believer in positive ways worshipping God in spirit and truth is born out of being thankful it's born out of understanding you can't be thankful if you don't know what you're thankful for but we tend to do it in faith and the Bible says that faith is the only thing the only thing that pleases God so first and foremost we start off by saying I oh, worship well, you, I'm not sure why I just believe what's been told me and I've got to respond to that. It might feel a bit peculiar. You know what? When you first go into church and you see people raise their arms and their hands in worship, it's a bit scary. Man, they're a bit over the top. It's a bit too much values. Well, I'm never going to do that. Has anyone ever said that? I'm never going to do that. I can't see me doing that. Pardon? I used to grab to the chair in front me so tight like that, every week I went into church I'd look at everybody and go, I'm holding onto the chair, and my arms ain't going off in the air <laughs> in the end, one, one day. Yeah. They just they were just there. Yeah. They never came yeah. down. Hallelujah. And that's the reality of having a realisation of knowing that God's real and alive. I was talking about this um, to John in the week and the importance of just our few little, a small crop of people here out of Druidy. That people come into this environment and get a sense of something. You know, listen, I'll go, I like this line anyway. If you go to church miserable and you go out of church miserable, don't go to church. You're in the wrong church. But if you go into church miserable and burdened and you come out feeling different and inspired and motivated, it's pretty good. That's the design of the body. That's the design of the word. That's the design of the message. Because the gospel of the gospel is good news. Too good to be true. Yeah, we've been plucked out of the world out of the world and we come into an environment where people are being real they're responding to the faith that's been given them and really over these last couple of weeks this has really spoken to me this scripture for whatever is born of god He's victorious over the world. I thought, wow, whatever is born of God is victorious over the world. What, What part of us is that? And this is the victory that conquers the world, even our faith. Faith, as we've come to understand, is the gift of God. It's almost a part of him. So that when we start hearing the word, the only thing in all creation that's designed to bring to life the faith seed that God's put on the inside of us, and we start hearing something, and something starts happening. You go, whoa, oh, what is going on? This, this, this feels real. And then we go, home. we go and sit in our house, and everything flops off. And you go back into the (coughs) mundanity. Does that work? Into our mundane world again. And for some people, they enjoy the experience of coming to church. And then they, they don't come again for a long time. But if you carry on coming, if you go with the idea of this is making me feel good, and you come, then that faith begins to breed is a word believe it begins to grow it begins to develop and you start hearing things and in between that time you're asking questions in your mind and then people like me and others you're talking to start answering the questions that you're asking that you've just shared with you and fresh air you think but god starts causing things to happen There are peculiar consequences or coincidences, but faith makes coincidences live. And faith helps us to give us the determination to start trusting in coincidences. You're hearing this? This is the way the Christian life is developing. So whatever is born of God is victorious over the world and that is the, this is the victory that conquers the world. Even our faith, Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who, who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Faith is the substance that God's given us to understand and to realise that God is alive and real, that these scriptures are real and everything that we do is got to be by faith from then on. The Christian life is not a bed of roses, it's about living by faith. Us being here tonight is a faith statement. Us having the spearhead trust Letters on the wall there is a faith statement that God's told us in the past and the way it's been developed and worked and prayed about and thought about and spoken about hours and hours and the proof is here that we're here and things are happening. God is God, it says here, the Father is seeking such to worship Him. Those who are him in spirit and truth. Worship wakes us up to the God on the inside of us. <coughs> Say that. Worship wakes me up. Worship To the God who's on the inside of me. To and the reality of the word strengthens us in our walk of faith. And at the same time, worship disempowers the world and its influence on us. Worship disempowers the world and its influence on us. Because 1 John 5:19 says, "The whole world lies under the sway of the evil one." That's in the Bible. The whole world lies under the sway of the evil one." And that is a pressure for all of us as we live our lives because we are fighting the sway the influence of the world on our lives if you've got non-Christian family non-Christian partner it's really, really difficult to live this life and know it, working out in your life And worship will give you the strength to get you through. Thinking about the word. If God is for us, who can be against us? Put that in your situation now. That statement, that promise, that fact in the spirit. God's for me. Who can be against me? Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And worship the fact of that truth from the mouth that it came from. God is not out to control and manipulate us. God's a God of love. God's a God of love, and He cares for us, and we can trust Him. And worship will cause you to grow in strength and courage and boldness. Proverbs 28.1 says, The righteous are as bold as a lion. After praise and worship, the disciples being tortured for standing up for Jesus, went out again to start talking about Jesus amongst the people of Jerusalem because they worshipped and they got strong. I said to you last week, talking about worship and going to the gym. <coughs> and worship is going to the gym and going on the treadometer and lifting him up with effort and purpose and determination and worship will give us the strength the strength in the sense of faith we don't need strength in the spirit the strength in power in the, in the spirit is faith we need muscles and force in the physical realm but in the spirit where we worship in our hearts we, we need just the faith to know and understand and be able to trust God. Greater is who You is in me than who You is in the world. And this is what, who You began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. It's going to happen. It can't fail. God doesn't fail. The Father doesn't fail. Say that. The father, fail. the father doesn't fail. And in Christ, when he said, it's finished. His work, it's finished. Then came the death, the burial, and the resurrection. And it was then that Jesus' blood marked in new covenant. That we know we're accepted in the beloved Ephesians 1.3. And these are things that we think about in our worship. In our worship. And I guarantee as we give ourselves to our worship, spiritually, inside, depending on what kind of people we are, depending on the condition of our hearts. God will be dropping truth into our lives dropping things and speaking to us and, 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 and uses a whole manner of different ways just to get his, uh, his word across his, get his, get us to get our attention off the very things that kind of do everything in our lives but God is there going Yo! Yo! I'm here! And, uh, occasionally go, oh, oh, oh yeah okay but worship helps us to fine-tune that in our lives faith causes us and worship will do this and bring it to life again what's the word worship will wake us up to calling things that aren't as though they are worship will wake us up to calling things that aren't as though they are you could see your face <coughs> what? Why, do I, why are we going to do that? because Christians live by faith and we don't need faith for things that we already have do we? but God God will give us things to pray for, things to walk towards and look towards in our destiny with him that haven't happened yet. They're not there to see with our natural senses. And worship will wake us up and give us the faith to call things we know for certain. I've got to read this. some of you would know this now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen faith is the substance of things hoped for and worship wakes us up to the evidence that's not seeing it it gives us the strength to be able to believe for the things that we can't see 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18 says this is the reason why we're looking for things that we can't see as well okay so listen I'm gonna for we do not look at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen why for the things which are seen are only temporary But the things which are unseen are eternal. They're gonna go on forever. Like we said last week, surrounding us in this room is a spirit realm. Angels and demons are here. Whoa, it's a bit over the top Sid, that is a bit wild. No, it's just the truth. It's just what the Bible says. And worship will cause us to use the eyes of the heart to wake us up to the spiritual realm that's around us. There's a story about Elisha and he was in a house, and I haven't haven't read this for a while, I'm just going with my my heart. And there were soldiers surrounding the whole area and I think there was a prophet in the house saying, don't worry, all these soldiers are around us, but you'll say if God's with you, greater is who you than who is than you in the world. If God is for us, who can it be against us? And the prophet prayed for Elijah's eyes to be opened. And when his eyes opened, all around the soldiers were the angels of the Lord, more than could ever Satisfy him and his faith. And we have to believe these things by faith. Blessed are you who believe and have not seen, Jesus said. When Thomas wanted to see the holes in the hands, his holes in his side. So we use the same principle when we worship and allow it to grow us. Get excited about Jesus. Because really your sins have been forgiven you. (laughs) Matter of fact I said. I said your sins have been forgiven you. (laughs) There's a stiff upper lip English gentleman for you. There is no count of sin on your life. We have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. We have to get our attention as Christians off the natural world. Somehow we've got to live in this world and we're not of it. We're in a whole different calibre. We're a brand new species. Some people say, yeah, I know you are over there. <clears throat> We're a brand new species. There hasn't been anything like us on the earth before. After Jesus died. I don't feel any difference. Well who said anything about feeling it? We have to believe it by faith. And that faith will challenge. Because when we worship him, there's so many practical applications to worship. It isn't just lifting our hands up and singing songs and worship is practically effective and effectual in our lives. It will work in the choices that we make. I'll write some things down here. We worship God by faith in a practical way. In the choices we make. When, simply, how many choices do we make on a daily basis? 500, 1,000, maybe more. Well, our choices, the, the choices we make for him, is worship. Worship will affect the choices we make, the way we honour Him, the way we recognise He loves us, and that love inspires us to want to do one thing and not to do another. By the company we keep, okay, it's okay, mixing with some people, we don't do the things they do, we're a Christian we're a believer we're followers of jesus well why would i want to do that because god is good and the very things he directs me in my daily walk will be better for me will be better for me yeah but it's 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 hard yes it is sometimes but the outcome because of the wisdom of god and the word is that I will benefit in the end, I'll be healthier, happier, I'll live longer, I'll be a better person because of it, and I'll learn something about how God works, and I'll know that the word is true. You can't fault that. God's made sure that in the Bible there's enough people recorded failing recorded missing it recorded rebelling recorded dying that we really don't need to do it if we take God as his word and that's the ideal that we don't have to do it we don't have to learn by the hard knocks by the marks and the scars and the hurts that take so long to heal we can learn by the word. You must you must we worship God by the words we speak. Yeah. No. And James, the book of James talks so much about taming the tongue. Who enjoys a bit of gossip sometimes? We all do. And yet, there's life and death in the power of words. And we're only hurting ourselves. And when we actively think, I'm not going to engage myself in this any longer, I'm not going to talk negatively about that person, we're worshipping God. We're trusting Him and we're believing Him and that is honour. How we spend our money again. God wants to be involved in every area of our life. The gospels designed not just for us to come on a Sunday <coughs> and sing some songs but to enjoy Jesus on a daily basis. And live victoriously and healthy and prosperously. Blessed to be a blessing on a daily basis. Stuart asked us a, a good question that Yanadast, that who came here, was how, how do you say to an African who's got nothing how blessed he is when he gives his life to Jesus? He's got nothing. Well, when he looks at his material wealth, he may not have anything, but that's a blessing in itself for you come to the Western world. But to bring it back, what that person has got, he's got an infilled temple of the Holy Spirit filled with the wisdom of God that as he worships, God will direct him to prosper, to be healthy, to work and begin something of a procedure that will take him into a place of life and health and blessing. Because we are all seeds and designed to be planted. We are that so we worship God. Next Sunday in the morning we'll, we'll take this right in and we'll worship for a bit more than we usually do. We worship God by faith in a spiritual way. We sensitize our hearts to the voices of the Holy Spirit. God wants to talk to us. God wants to communicate his heart and purpose for every single one of us. We are all have the same amount of faith. We're all gifted. God's in us. Is the Holy Spirit lacking anything? Any good gift? No. And he's in the hearts and lives of all believers. So whatever you've got the faith to believe Lord, and to release. That's Go with it with all your heart. Go with it with all your heart. God wants you to succeed and be well and healthy. It brings life to the words of the Bible. We've already spoken about that. It brings boldness and confidence to use these gifts. That's my prayer for some of you guys. That you'll begin to operate in some of the gifts of tongues and interpretation and prophecy and be open to pray for one another more and have a word of knowledge to speak to each other I've already said that worship will wake us up to a spiritual realm that's real God is real and the devil is real In the spirit, in the spiritual realm, the devil is defeated. That's the absolute truth of it all. But we can't detect him with our natural senses. And any information we take soulishly through our natural senses can't detect him either. So we have to understand that we need to be alert in the spirit and awake. And alive and shining. Because the devils will come and try and derail us in any way, shape, or form. Hoodwink us to the truth. Because a lot of the church believe that this world system out here is okay and it's, you know, there's not too many problems there and all roads lead to God. We spoke about that. And that is just not the truth. It's not the truth that would please the devil for everyone to believe the one world church faith and God's the same God in every religion just having a different name and that's just not the truth and Jesus made sure he he got that across and worship wakes us up to the love of God and perfect love Cast out all fear. All fear. So. In our time through over to next week. Let's. I just pray God will. Bring to mind some of the things that we've shared. This afternoon or tonight. And think about as you want to worship God. And that worship will ebb itself into your natural life. Because of the choices you make. The things you watch, the things you decide, the company you keep. Don't, don't Amen. I'm, I'm, okay, I was going to pray, her up. Father, we, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that, Father, you sent your Son to show us what it's like for a man to live empowered by the grace of God and filled with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that there was no advantage in Jesus coming to the world that he laid up all the heavenly glory and yes he was God the son but he was the son of man also and Lord as Jesus was hungry to find out about himself in the Old Testament looking at the scriptures about himself about who he was about why he came about where he was going as he understood his identity and stayed faithful to that for the joy that was set before him Lord that we as Christians born again Accepting Jesus as Lord and Saviour will allow you to be a part of our natural lives. In our day to day way, we'll allow your truth to infiltrate the choices we make, the friends we keep, the truth we stand upon and be quick to say thank you as you bring success And health and prosperity and peace into our lives, Lord. In Romans 14 it says, The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we pray that through these coming days we'll stand faithful, trusting, knowing. That you are an amazing God and if we miss it, when we miss it, should I say, that we'll be aware there's a grace thrown there where we can boldly come to knowing you love us and care for us. Father we give you the worship and the praise that you ask for because we know that you're incredible you're amazing and you love us Hallelujah Father I just pray for the houses and the homes around us where we know the world is having its way and we pray Lord for, for peace for eyes to be opened for a desire to want to know you Jesus